Listener Production. I'm Dr. Sophie Calabretto, and this is The Science Briefing. Over the next four episodes, we're looking at artificial intelligence. We'll unpack whether or not you should be worried about AI, where it can be used for good, and how you're likely interacting with AI all day, every day, and you don't even know it. I chat to Cosmos Magazine journalist Evram Yazgin. Evram, you write a lot of stories on artificial intelligence for Cosmos Magazine. Mm -hmm. And straight out of the gate, I've got two big questions for you. One, how omnipresent is AI in our lives in 2023? And two, how does this make you feel? <laughs> well, on the first one, I mean, AI is certainly something that is making its way into almost all parts of our lives. It's not uncommon these days to find out that some gadget has quote unquote built in AI or that AI is assisting in one or other part of everyday life. Yeah. My feelings in this are that AI has arrived, whether we like it or not. <laughs> sure. So, I mean, you can't sort of like put the blinkers on and ignore that. So the best thing for us to do now is to think seriously about how best to implement the technology so that it's both useful but also safe. But I know everyone has their own thoughts and feelings on this. Even so, there are likely a lot of people out there who still don't know how present AI is in our lives. So I thought the best way to illustrate this is to do a bit of a 101 on how you interact with AI on any given day from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. What sort of AI are you engaging with that you might not even know about? Okay, so AI watching me from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. Sounds a little ominous, Evram, but let's do a walkthrough then. Our daily exposure to artificial intelligence. How do you want to paint this? So I'm going to use an example of a typical day that won't apply to every person on the planet. Not everyone's day will start and go this way, but it's universal enough for people to understand, I think. Yeah. And it starts with waking up in the morning. And one of the first things many of us do, whether it's good or not, is reach for our phones. Yes. One of the first things you're likely to have to do with your phone is unlock it. And some people have face ID. Not everyone has this enabled, but it's an additional security measure to make sure only you can access your phone. And Face ID is, you guessed it, an AI. Beautiful. It's namely a facial recognition system and sensor or a set of algorithms. And it's worth pointing out at this stage that AI is actually made up of algorithms, which are basically a set of rules which complete set tasks. In this case, they pull together heaps of data to make AI do its thing. So basically the way Face ID works is that the AI has learned what to look for in a human face and has been trained to look for your particular features. So as long as you've not gone to a Halloween party as a member of KISS, you're probably going to find that your phone unlocks pretty quick. I did find out though that if I don't have my glasses on and I'm yawning at my phone while I try and unlock it, it does not recognize that as my face. So then I was going to train it on my yawning face and I went, you know what, just stop yawning, Sophie. Okay, so you open up your phone. What happens when you're in and you start browsing around? So you might jump onto some sort of social media platform, 
could be TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, we're inundated with them these days, or maybe a search engine like Google or maybe YouTube. And it's no surprise to a lot of people that AI algorithms are definitely at play here as well. I think this is quite widely known. Social media algorithms literally feed the user content. They rank and feature content on platforms based on how likely an individual is to click on it. It does this by assessing content that you've already consumed and training itself on that data to present you with more content that you're likely to enjoy. That's the theory anyway, but we all know that there are other algorithms at play which promote certain content which may not be exactly what you'd typically enjoy. Sure. It can sometimes feel like social media is reading your mind, though, and people often talk about how maybe they were talking with someone in real life about something, a pair of shoes, for example, and then the next day or even a few hours later, an ad for those exact shoes you were talking about are featured on the sidebar of your Facebook page or on your feed when you're scrolling through Instagram. My Instagram algorithm knows me in the deep depths of my heart. Like it is amazing. But I need you to spell this out for us, Evram. Is this Facebook and Instagram listening in? Uh, apparently not. But from my own experience, I'm not ruling it out. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, certainly there are very smart algorithms at play which look at things like your search history and connected accounts. So like, say, your Instagram or YouTube accounts are linked to your Google account. And these are there primarily to work out what to advertise to you. So putting the phone down now, it's time to actually go to work, mm -hmm. do some things. Let's use the example of heading to the office. So for most people, this might mean jumping on public transport or hopping into the car. Yeah, so this one is probably not something most people are interacting with every day just yet, but it is on the road to becoming much more common, pardon the pun, <laughs> and that's self-driving vehicles. Self-driving vehicles are also powered by algorithms, namely machine learning algorithms. So these are algorithms that require vast amounts of driving data to function safely. You can see it as teaching these self-driving cars how to drive. So cars will have sensors put on them, People are actually paid to drive those vehicles oh. and data is collected and then fed into that algorithm, which learns from what the human drivers did. So you want them to be really good drivers. Exactly. Uh, you would hope that the human drivers are actually proficient enough to teach the AI drivers. The AI then learns by translating the actions of surrounding vehicles into their own machine learning algorithm networks. Self-driving cars are being tested on roads in a few places across the US, but in terms of autonomous vehicles on the market, there's nothing happening there yet. However, despite the questions around the technology, transport authorities are cautiously moving forward with new regulations and a potential 2026 launch in Australia. Okay, that's soon. So optimistically, people are thinking I could be hopping into a self-driving car or Uber to get to the office. But next... We're in the office, I rock up to my desk, log into my work computer or laptop, now what? Yeah, so it's the same barrage of algorithm exposure once you log in. Yep. Again, if you're jumping on social media or using Google to search anything, you're going to be exposed to the same algorithms I mentioned earlier when you scroll on your phone. Mm -hmm. 
But there are a few others to mention here as well. If you're sending an email, for example, you may have noticed that they've got this new predictive text. So when you write something in, before you've even finished typing, it will give you a few options as to how to finish that sentence. Yeah, it's always really polite and boring. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, But that's a form of artificial intelligence known as natural language processing, which aims to understand and use language in ways that are more human-like. And look, there are more stock standard AIs when you're doing your work. If you're using Google, there's also Siri or Alexa, potentially customer support chatbots, even news providers. Like I was mentioning before, with ads appearing on your Facebook sidebar, the same goes for news providers. News stories will be fed to you based on your search and click history. And so when the day is done, you head back home, potentially switch on the TV and pop on a streaming service. Yeah, and it's exactly the same thing here too. Algorithms will power what pops up on your screen or which shows you're being recommended. Even the TV shows or movies suggested on the front page of your Netflix, for example, down to the image that will appear as a preview for a certain show, people will actually get like a tailored image for that show based on other things they watch. So it's getting really specific. So, Evram, this walkthrough of how we interact with AI on any given day, as we said, isn't the same for everyone. Is this only going to grow? Will humans be rendered fully obsolete and my best pal will just become a machine learning algorithm in like 15 years? Okay, so I want to diffuse this right here. Okay. The worries may be a little misplaced at this point. Sure. I will say, though... AI certainly is something we're going to be seeing more of as the years go on. And maybe, you know, if your daily life doesn't exactly fit into this mold that we've gone through today, there will be ways in which AI is going to start popping up in the future that you will begin to see depending on your work or where you live and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We're already seeing that with things like AI art, like the DALI program and language tools like ChatGPT, both of which we've already talked about on the show before. Yeah. But to be honest, as widespread as it is and is likely to become, AI research still has a long way to go. We're still in the very early stages. I mean, machine learning algorithms and AI we've got now don't really fit into this kind of sci-fi realm we've imagined, but we are slowly moving in that direction, most likely. Evram Yazgan is a science journalist for Cosmos Magazine. You can read more of Evram's reporting by heading to cosmosmagazine.com. Next episode, the artificial intelligence that's taken the world by storm. Chat GPT. The science briefing is produced by Listener and the Royal Institution of Australia. This episode was produced by Jake Morecambe. Mixing by Dave Stein. I'm Dr. Sophie Calabretto. Catch you next time.